Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. No. <laughs> Are you sure? Can we like it... pop bottles? Can we like, like a ceremonial champagne cork? Like, <laughs> we did it. Yes, we can do that. Also, technically our birthday was like a long time ago in terms of like podcast years. Like four, we had our four year anniversary. We didn't even talk about it. Oh my God. <laughs> but 200. We did. 200. No, we did not. Is, uh, we're here. Can I just say, I love this job. I never fucking thought we would be <laughs> Just, like, four years later, just, like, still doing it. Yeah, honestly, we're here, we're queer, <laughs> we're vibing. And, then, and we're doing and the we're, damn thing, we're you persisting. know? <laughs> it's true. It's been the same, you know? And that's, maybe that's why we don't make a big deal out of it, because then if we just start thinking about it too much. That's true. And you're, you're notably time-phobic, so, like. <laughs> that's true. I don't mention numbers around me or time. Yeah. But anyways, welcome to Into the Twilight. Into the 200. We're here. <laughs> Into the 200s. What Way the up. fuck? <laughs> Everybody say, wow. Wow. <laughs> um, anyways, happy birthday to us. Uh, it's great. I love it. And I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but it is a very clean yeah. number. And <laughs> I'm very excited that we have that to just kind of move forward. Yeah, with. I agree. I, Emma, am so excited to have you for this 200th episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I am so excited to be on the podcast, as you guys already know. We love having amazing guests. That has been a consistent thing throughout our show that I'm very glad of. Um, I will say, I think this is the first Disney princess that we've had on the show. (laughs) Royalty. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot that, like, you know, you guys would be doing that deep dive and seeing all my Disney princess stunts on there with Princess Leia. That's us. That's what we do. If for anyone who might have the audacity not to know who you are, Emma, could you tell everyone who you are and okay, what you do? Okay, so hi, I'm Emma. I um, am a student going through school. I'm studying clothing and textile sciences. It's making me want to cry a little bit. But uh, online, I like dressing up like Disney princesses and obsessively going over and watching Twilight memes. That's basically all I do. (laughs) It's a great claim to fame. I love that. I will say I that degree sounds highly technical and really intimidating. Thank you for being in. (laughs) Okay, so it's literally just like a glorified um fashion degree like we do do science labs and things like that but i mean i every time i hear that tiktok sound of the i am a woman in stem i literally (laughs) feel i'm like yes of course i am a woman in stem even though all i want to do is design disney princess dresses not like learn how to make the most like flame resistant material (laughs) <laughs> I would say those are equally valid. Listen, we don't all pursuits. have to be Cinna. 
Right. We don't all have to be Alexander McQueen. We're just, (laughs) you can just be here putting a, what did you say it was, like a four pound wig on your head? Oh my god, I hate that wig. That was the first, okay. (laughs) My Rapunzel wig was the first wig I ever bought. And I was like, yes, I've never touched a wig before, but I'm going to make a Rapunzel wig as my first project. (laughs) It's horrible. It's so heavy. I can barely get it on. And it's just, it's a mess. Don't do that if that's your first wig project. Just don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think anyone who does, and this is someone who is not a cosplayer, but from the outside, I think anyone who cosplays is a person in STEM. (laughs) (laughs) Because it seems like so much research and like technical components. And from what I've seen online, if you like, quote, don't do it right, you get ripped to shreds. (laughs) Oh. Even though I thought the whole thing was that it's like an artistic medium (laughs) literally i've done because i do cosplay that's either i do both screen accurate and then i've also just made my own designs and you get ripped either way like i great my my princess leia costumes are screen accurate and they're like registered under the rebel legion which is licensed by lucasfilm like i made everything right everyone still has something to say (laughs) i'm like guys oh god (laughs) It's always the it's always the little Star Wars nerdy that boys. That sounds like a nightmare. It is. <laughs> but now we're moving on to Bella Swan cosplay, so we're gonna try that. Hell yeah. I love that so much. One of the things that we love to do is talk about how we are and something that has brought us joy in our life, so that when we get to the host, <laughs> it feels a little bit less heart-wrenching. <laughs> um, so Emma How are you doing? And what is something that's brought you joy recently? So right now, I am in the middle of my finals week. I am in my fourth year of university. So I have five classes. And as we all know, Zoom University absolutely sucks right now. It's horrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound great. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Horrible. Don't recommend. The only reason I'm here is because I'm so close to the finish line. And I just want to be done. (laughs) Yeah. That's totally I'm fair. good. I Something that makes me really happy are honestly some of the friends I've made while in my classes that I've still kept during quarantine. And we will like just bitch about our classes during Zoom lecture. We'll just be Facebooking each other and just like, good. what the hell? I hate this. Why are we here? But then we also <laughs> just have a lot of fun and we talk about the topics in our degree that we actually find joy in. So for me, I love historical fashion and historical costume. So we usually end up talking about that. And so I'm very thankful for my friends outside of university and also inside because with quarantine, you just spend a lot of time having phone calls. And so I am really thankful for those guys. Oh, yeah. That's great. I think that's what makes me happy. Yeah, that's the... You can only do so much in quarantine. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that the only way to get through it from a university perspective at this time, which I do not have experience with, I'm just on the other side Mm. of it, is just talking shit with your friends (laughs) during the lecture, which is something that's very hard to do in in in-person classes. So I'm glad that that exists. Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. I am in the midst of a total email organization cleanup spree right now oh my god which is the first time i've like properly done it ever maybe (laughs) at least with the email i have which is one i've had for a long time but i mean i had like labels and stuff but i wasn't like doing them 
in a way that makes any sense now that I'm realizing it. But I'm doing it. Sure. And it's freeing. And I've deleted so much garbage. And I feel like I'm going to start the new year with a manageable inbox that will probably quickly become nightmarish. But for now, it's going to be good. <laughs> and I'm excited for it. <laughs> Have you unsubscribed from like any of those random newsletters that you just always sign up for when you're like shopping? Yeah, I realized during this too that I'm like I'm subscribed to so many goddamn newsletters and I love all of them but I'm also like <laughs> fuck man like I... that is one of the the true trials of a newsletter mm-hmm. is that you do get it as an email right <laughs> yeah. fucking sucks <laughs> I'm very excited to hear about your email updates thank you <laughs> yes I will live vicariously through you through that <laughs> how are you my man oh I'm just living <laughs> And just, I'm live, love, laughing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Every time you um, say it like that, I picture you just doing, like, full Tommy Bahama, just, like, on a surfboard, chilling, <laughs> like, oh, you know, sunglasses on, just <laughs> kicking back. <laughs> How did you know that we don't sleep in a queen-size bed? We sleep in a queen-size surfboard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just chilling all the time. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I, mm-hmm. so, here's the thing. We make this a space that is not about the Newtons. And we've done that very intentionally uh, to give people a reprieve (laughs) from the world. Here's what I will say. I did end up picking up a pulse oximeter. Just, you know, in case (laughs) things get bad. Yeah. Um, And I have gotten into the habit of just doing it pretty often. Oh, no. I'm getting very concerned (laughs) because I'm like, oh, there's a lot of numbers on here. Are these bad? And then just Googling like, is this bad? (laughs) So, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Just living. Probably great for your mental health, I'm sure. <laughs> it's super, super <laughs> fucking great for my mental health. The happy thing that I'm bringing to the space, and you might be confused, the two of you, why there's a warthog in <laughs> yeah. our little dog. Yeah. I'm so excited to explain it to you. <laughs> There is not always a running warthog <laughs> in our Google Talk. <laughs> I thought maybe it was like a meme of the day, you know? I <laughs> Every every week we like to count yep. our blessings to the warthog and <laughs> thank her for her, for her gifts. Uh, she's just so powerful. She's just like mid. She just goes so fast. Um, <laughs> so the reason why I'm bringing this to the space is our home is a a Google home, and I'm gonna try to not say that loud because I don't want to activate her. Um, but the reason why I brought this to the space is that usually at night. I hit my partner, Chris, and I say, hey, will you turn on the rain sounds? Because we listen to rain while we sleep. And last night, (laughs) he asked Google for an animal fact, which (laughs) it was, folks, it was about 11 o'clock at night. You know my bedtime's 8 o'clock. It was a problem. (laughs) I was already gone, girl. This man, who we will be talking to next week, asked for an animal fact And it told us some interesting facts about warthogs last night. And again, 11 o'clock at night. So here we are listening to Google detail fun facts about them, the sounds that they make. And I'm just like, I just need to go to sleep. It went on for about three minutes and it was so cursed, um, but I was crying by the end of it because it was so funny. I love the idea of you being like, hey, I want a warthog fact. And they just go off for three full minutes about everything three they minutes. have on a warthog. <laughs> Can you please put like a warthog sound in this after? <laughs> just like. Oh my God. <laughs> for reference. Oh no. I have been very excited 
for a lot of reasons to have you on the show, Emma, but one of them is to hear about your Twilight backstory. Would you oh be my God. Okay. willing to share that gracious backstory with us, please and thank you? Okay, so my background with Twilight is way back into the ye old days of 2008. You know, um, I was a young 10-year-old and my friend decided to get Twilight during a sleepover party. And unlike most people, um, I hyperfixated on Twilight <laughs> so bad. Like, it absolutely consumed me. It was all that I ever wanted. Um, posters everywhere. I remember vividly getting a booted copy of New Moon for Christmas. <laughs> like, amazing. I remember getting the box set. Um, there was like a event at the mall and kellen lutz was there and i saw him he made oh, eye, made eye contact with me and that's like the highlight <laughs> of my life um and then i kind of like oh my god yeah it was amazing you know Ugh. and then um it kind of fell out of my life honestly like i didn't see eclipse i remember getting breaking dawn part one on dvd one year like when it came out which year i don't even remember what like 2011 and I didn't even think about it. Didn't see Breaking Dawn Part 2 until second year of college. So, like, completely, completely Whoa. left my brain, right? Then the Twilight Renaissance came up. Full-fledged came into mm -hmm. my life. Stomping, kicked down the door. I read all of Midnight Sun that was available to us. And I was, like, crying over the fact that it wasn't released. And I remember vividly crying to my um, boyfriend at the time, who everyone thought looked like Robert Pattinson, about how <laughs> <laughs> about how this book wasn't a thing. And he was just like, why? Okay. Like, you know, why, why is this girl crying on my bed about Midnight Sun? I don't know. It kind of <laughs> faded away until quarantine. And then now it's just kind of like, it was like a soft, like dull thought in the back of my brain. Always thought Robert Pattinson was like, amazing and loved twilight and then it came back with quarantine and the announcement of midnight sun and i literally drove two hours to go get it opening weekend because my book from amazon wasn't going to be at my post office until like the next week and i was like i can't i can't deal with tiktok <laughs> and all these spoilers i literally drove two hours to go get that darn book <laughs> And then I also got um, a whole bunch of the original book from the secondhand store. And it's just kind of like been my my love ever since. I've been so obsessed with it. It's kind of embarrassing. But we're, we're all here for a reason. Everyone else thinks we're crazy. But true. like we have our people. It's true. So yeah, that's kind of my little story. <laughs> I love it. It has been very interesting to like go through your TikToks and see you reading uh, like Eclipse and Breaking Dawn and like engaging with that because it it does feel very yes. new watching it, which I love. One of the things that has made me feel like father time <laughs> on TikTok, though, is kids that are like 10 years younger than me who are like, okay, so I know this is like super popular now. I'm going to start reading Twilight for the first time. And I'm like, you are in high school. <laughs> Just like I was when I was reading these. What is happening? <laughs> we have a couple of current events. Cody, would you like to start us off on what I would say is the most important one? Absolutely. So this has been going on around Twitter for a little bit now. Miss Kristen Stewart herself was the sole guest at the Chanel, a Chanel fashion show. It was just her in the pew, chilling. Just her. And while all these beautiful models walk past her, and it 
was everything. It was, folks, this was so gay. <laughs> first of yeah. all. Such a power move. Oh my god. Yeah, leave it to Case 2 to just really actively is. queer Chanel just by being partnered with them in any capacity. Uh, yes, I love it so much. And I think one of the things that I, I think a lot of folks came to a consensus of after these photos dropped is like, would you be more intimidated walking fashion week in front of a whole crowd or just case do <laughs> and it has to be just case do yeah the idea of performing just for one person sounds so intimidating yeah and just like having her powerful gaze i, I can't yeah there's no way i would drop i could them. not i would be just way too scared <laughs> <laughs> same at least with like what i usually see of runways and like a fashion week and stuff there's a lot of people there, but you can't see them because the spotlight's on yeah. you. <laughs> but if it's just case do, oh my god, the vibe changes so much. Yeah. I will say too, we're pulling from this article that friend of the pod, Abby Montiel, wrote for Elite Daily. And Woo-hoo! she ends it by saying this fit that she wears looks like something that the Voltoria would wear. And I just think that's iconic. <laughs> Abby is doing so much great work. Truly just pushing the needle for cultural journalism as far as <laughs> including Twilight and or Riverdale. <laughs> like just doing the Lord's work. I love it so we much. Stand. And she's not wrong because she's not. this fit is very boss bitch, very intimidating. I think Aro would be very proud. So listen, Abby's not yeah. wrong. Yes. This like necklace too, this like pearl, I'm into it. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. The other main piece of news that we have here, and for folks who know that we don't talk about Newton on here, I'm sorry. Whoops. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this <laughs> deals with case due, so understandably, just go ahead and skip two minutes um, if that is something that you don't want to hear about. But we found out this week via the one, the only, Abby Plaza, Absolute queen. Queen. that during the filming, <laughs> truly... <laughs> That during the filming of Happiest Season, which happened at the very beginning of this year, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, the Newtons were spreading on that film set. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's just not... Can't mm. we not have Christmas spirit? Gay Christmas spirit is nothing sacred. It really is homophobic. <laughs> the thing that I find very interesting about this, and just like makes me nervous personally, mm-hmm. is the fact that this was shot in February... That according to Aubrey Plaza, Kesu got the Newtons. But as far as we know right now, she's okay. Right. Yeah. She's she's doing okay. Yeah. She's she's kicking around, so I think she has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna say at the Newtons this year, what are you what are you doing to the Twilight cast? Yeah, what's hey. do you have a vendetta? Like what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Getting a little suspicious. What is happening here that you think it's okay to mark Robert as well as Kristen in one year? Like, knock that shit off. Hello? Yeah, hey, calm down. <laughs> just just knock it off here. Anyways, um, understandably, lots of things going on in that situation. I think I would rather hear about this news now mm-hmm. when she is apparently well enough to go on Kimmel and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but also... Knock that shit off, yeah. Newton. Hey, stop it. 
So that's unfortunate. But we are saving the best current events news for last. Cody, would you mind updating folks on our merch corner? Ooh, absolutely. You know I love to plug our merch. (laughs) We got (laughs) sales, baby. It is holiday time. You're looking for holiday gifts. Maybe for yourself, because you deserve it. Listen, do what you gotta do. We're gonna have sales on our merch store, bit.li slash ITT shop. It's in the show notes. Um, Where everything's like 30% off and t-shirts are like $14. From now till, like, the 18th of December. So if you've been thinking, hmm, I really want that oops all to bussy <laughs> sticker. Yeah, I know. Now's I the time. Yeah. Bussy sticker. No excuses. Get it? Put it on your laptop. Let the people know. And for the love of God, folks, if you get our merch and we know who's gotten our merch because we get emails for yeah. it, take photos in it and show it I to wanna us. I want to see. Because you're all cute. All right. Will you just let us hype you up for one second? It's all we want. We just want to gas you up. Come on. (laughs) Exactly. Just let us do the fucking Will Smith to Jada Pinkett Smith thing. Just like let us open our arms. (laughs) (laughs) We have a couple of listener questions here that I am very excited to be able to share with you. The first email that we have is from one of our patrons, Aaron. Thank you for sending this email. Aaron starts this off with a couple of compliments. I'm not going to read them, but I see you, Aaron. Thank you. We do appreciate them. (laughs) Aaron says, this weekend, we were decorating for Christmas, and I had to share these ornaments I found. Each year, my grandma used to give us ornaments based on the things my sister and I were interested in at the time that's how (laughs) i came to own the twilight and eclipse christmas ornaments i totally forgot we had them until this year they're absolutely haunted look into jacob's eyes for too long and you'll probably be cursed (laughs) this made me wonder if you think the colons have any weird holiday traditions best wishes eric i'm just thinking about Hey, folks, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. This is truly tragic, (laughs) nightmarish, haunting, scary. First of all, what happened between Twilight and Eclipse in terms of production? I don't know. Like, the Twilight one isn't that bad. Like, it's not that bad. It's it's a little scary, but it's, like, normal, like, merch kind of scary. Where it's just like, yeah, you made... real people out of clay and that looks a little bit haunted yeah eclipse ones they look possessed (laughs) (laughs) they look like they they come out of the box haunted (laughs) is this okay so the only thing i could think of when i first looked at these is that between twilight and eclipse we had a recession here in the u.s (laughs) 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 okay that's you know the pieces are clicking together like they're melting (laughs) you know what You figured it out. (laughs) You broke the game. Hallmark maybe had a dip, you know, naturally everyone did. We weren't doing too hot. (laughs) But we still got to turn out these ornaments. Listen, Hallmark makes very beautiful ornaments. I have purchased them as gifts on many an occasion. And I don't want to shit on people's art because I don't. I don't make art. Right. (laughs) Um, And I would imagine working with clay is very hard. Here's what I'm going to say. These look like Madame Tussauds wax (laughs) figures, but that they're melting a little. (laughs) They're so busted. (laughs) 
Why did they do Jacob so bad? They just all look like each time you look at them, they just get a little worse. <laughs> you find another thing that's just I terrifying. <laughs> I hate it so much, and I can't stop looking at them. And I, but I am afraid if I look away, they're going to jump off my. Screen what happened to me? Bella's like, eyebrows? Like what's going on? <laughs> the whole face is different. It even looks like she's wearing a wig in the Eclipse one. They're like, we're going to commit to this, all right? We want to be true to the production. <laughs> oh, my God. I could talk about that oh. hair all day, man. But that's- <laughs> Listen. I hate it so much. So thank you, Erin, for setting that in, because what the actual fuck? <laughs> You're- I- Listen, I don't want to make assumptions for your grandma. That is a very pure, very sweet tradition. Yes. This is the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Uh, but, so thanks. Oh Do you think that the Cullens have any weird holiday traditions? This is a very interesting question. I don't know, but I do like to hope so. Mm. Esme gives off vibes of like celebrating wacky holidays. Yeah. And so everyone comes into the fucking dining room for their family meeting. And she's like, all right, folks, today's the day. It's sandwich day. So everyone gets to go bring a sandwich to school. Emmett, that means you too know eggs. <laughs> or maybe she goes like really in the paint for Arbor Day or something. I don't know. That's fair. But I do feel like they humor her a little bit. What I think I would like to know more than anything is what everyone thinks that their weird holiday traditions are. I feel like there are probably many. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The next email <laughs> that we have is from another listener named Ashlyn. So thank you for sending this email over. It is in MLA format. It is in paragraphs. It is. It is very sharp. (laughs) Has it work cited? (laughs) It does. What I did want to draw our attention to is this last bit on here where Ashlyn, our dear listener, asked me about a treached part of my past. And I try (laughs) so hard Not to talk about Supernatural on this show, Um, mainly because I know you all don't care, but also because I can only like so many toxic things at one time. It's true. (laughs) But part of this question that Ashlyn asked was that if I had, quote, gotten back into Supernatural Mm -hmm. and watched the finale, Ashlyn, I never stopped watching. Oh, no. And that means I'm a horrible person. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does have um, Allie on a list somewhere you know what i mean like it, it does <laughs> ashlyn i am sorry to tell you i have a supernatural tattoo cody makes fun of me for it endlessly <laughs> <laughs> and i have met the cast it is a problem but i try not to bring it up here on the space <laughs> i have a lot of regrets about the things that i choose yeah. to love ashlyn and when you bring it up like this it hurts <laughs> So, listen, not everyone could run a super hulak Tumblr blog oh, in 2011, but here I honey. am, and I still stand. So. Allie's built different, all right? Honey. You better recognize. <laughs> I don't know how to do math, but I'm here. I am very excited to be able to talk to you, Emma, about the host. First of all, I would like to issue an apology. <laughs> I'm sorry we made you do you this. Know- you didn't have to do this to me. And like when, when you when you texted me about being on the show, I was so excited. And I was like, oh, we're going to talk about Midnight Sun, not thinking about when this would be. And then you're like, it'll be chapter seven and eight of the host. And I was like, 
Well, it's a good thing I found the host this summer in my in my thrifting <laughs> binge because uh, your girl hasn't read it or even looked at it before. <laughs> that is what I figured. What did you know about the host prior to starting it? I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> I knew nothing. I knew there was the movie with Saoirse Ronan. Good. Um, I remember yeah. seeing uh, the kid on the bus that I had borrowed New Moon from. He was reading it, and I was like, that book looks too big. No, thank you. And it's not <laughs> Twilight? No. <laughs> Excuse me. Like, no. This is not what I'm reading. Yeah, that's fair. I was very confused the first couple chapters, and then someone commented saying to... <laughs> They said to watch the movie. So um, shout out to my friend that I met on Twilight TikTok, Sierra, because she sat with me and watched the host with me over um, Skype the other night. I'm so excited to get to that point of watching it. Can I just note how short these chapters are? Like, I started panicking a little bit, realizing how many chapters I had yes. to read. But each chapter is like literally 10 pages. Yeah. It's unlike anything that Steph exactly. has ever written. It's like short and snappy. And that is how I would prefer it to be. Like, if you're going to make me read 650 pages, make the chapters short yeah. at least. Yeah. And she does Because, well, like, Midnight Sun can be lengthy. Like, that was, like, that was long Twilight. Mm. Like, the, the chapters are quite long. And then this one, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> this isn't too bad. It doesn't have to be that way. She just chooses violence. <laughs> Every day Stephanie Meyer wakes up and chooses violence. <laughs> it's It kills me inside. Last week, when we had the amazing Kyle on here, we were talking about Wanderer's therapy oh, session and talking about when Wander pukes out on the street and the seeker is like, how dare you? This week we have chapters seven and eight. And this chapter seven here. Cody, I will let you start because I know that you named <laughs> our <laughs> Skype call about this. Um, how did this chapter make you feel? Finally, we got some of the like world building, I feel like, that we have not gotten yes. at all. Because yeah. Stephanie Meyer is like, let me just, here you are, figure it this out. This is my world. <laughs> but now we're like, all right, all right, all right, let's sort of <laughs> paint a picture a little bit. So we get like wanders in the class, right? Yes. Yeah. Wanders yeah, teaching. Right. And so we're getting like, the pictures of like the fire world and like all these different little like planets and like people like ways that people have like lived and all that shit and it's like whoa all right we're here we're like maybe explaining a little bit of like what the universe is and like what which, what's happening yeah like which can i note like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> like what what the that's actual, a valid question like this is because this is my first time ever delving into this world and i'm just like what the fuck mm -hmm. but also why <laughs> yeah that's valid yeah <laughs> i agree i think that that's a, a really important question and i'm glad that you brought it up because i agree <laughs> this lore i will say is interesting like it's a choice mm. but it's there's something to it of like stephanie's gonna talk about injustice and prejudice right but we're gonna do it under the guise of this other world what kind of frustrated me, though, is that Wander is, like, trying to keep an objective opinion, but this is, like, not great. <laughs> yeah. And Wander is like, well, I should probably just, like, keep my opinions to myself, even though I don't know that they have to. Like, I don't know that the that is part of the requirement of being a professor yeah. as an alien species. 
But yes, there's a lot of interesting world building of names. We get like fire tasters and walking flowers. (laughs) I was also just so confused about the time jumping in the sense of like, okay, she's talking Mm -hmm. to her um, comforter or whatever. It's been like a few months, I thought. And then I think it jumps again. And I was like, where are we? But okay, we're speed reading. So maybe I'm just missing something. But like. I was like, okay, this is how this is how we're going. The time is not very clear. Yeah, it's it's not clear and like we love Melanie. Thanks for not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I agree. I appreciate Melanie. I think that we have started to get a lot of Melanie's personality in here, uh which I appreciate. She does a lot of grumbling, a lot of anger, which I I think that that is important. What I will say, too, about being kind of, like, thrown into this story is that I didn't realize until the end of this chapter that we're in San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. I was confused. (laughs) I was like, where are we? (laughs) Didn't think about that. And I think that that's fair in the sense that I don't know that Wander would know San Diego. Like, I get that Wander doesn't really know where this is happening, But for the longest time, I thought we were just, like, outside of Chicago. Right. And that is why Melanie kept talking about Chicago. Yeah. I found that very confusing. When she's found, they're like, oh, she was found wandering around Chicago or something. Like, when they found Mm -hmm. Melanie. So I was like, oh, yeah. But then, and also, this is Stephanie Meyer, the woman who gives us directions of the highway numbers and her directions to the meadow (laughs) in very very specific details and then we're like oh yeah maybe maybe she's in chicago maybe we don't know (laughs) yeah i agree i found that to be very i i was honestly just like shocked that it was like we have chicago and then we have tucson and we're in san diego like none of this was established from the beginning Mm -hmm. same with the time jumps i found it to be a little bit confusing on there what I was not confused about is how much this uh, fucking seeker is pissing Oh, I hate her. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to just dropkick her. Like, Melanie's right. Just, <laughs> just kill her. <laughs> like, just kill her and be on with your day. I agree. I think that the seeker obviously has a job to do. But it is, there's a lot of confrontation happening in this chapter where the seeker's like, um, well... I talked to your therapist, yeah. and I know that that's not allowed, but I did it. Yeah. And fuck you. <laughs> it's just like, no. <laughs> I I find that to be very interesting, especially because of the fact that Wanderer says, like, the relationship between a soul and their comforter is, like, sacrosanct. Like, you don't breach yeah. that. And yet the seeker was like, but what if I do that? <laughs> but hear me out. <laughs> yeah. What if I do it so I can do my job? It's like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not, actually. There is a lot of stuff happening on here, kind of reiterating what we had learned from the comforter last time, um, except for that the seeker, I guess, has like up-to-date analytics. And so the seeker's like, <clears throat> I know that you thought this was bad, but like, did you know that in a human host your survival rate is 20 percent. how does that make you feel (laughs) does that change your mind at all huh (laughs) right i think we also find out in this chapter too that wander who i did not know their pronouns i think 
at least uses She-Her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I did not know. And that Wanderer as a soul, like, as a soul, I guess, um, has the, I think they said it as, like, quote, potential. Yeah, like, the, I was kind of confused. Like, that's also something I was wondering, because they, they talk about how, like, you could request what kind of body to be put into. So I was like, are these souls, like, just, like, you know, sentient beings with no real, like, idea of, like, a gender? And then, like, they decide, oh, you know, like, man or woman, you know, shake things up a bit. I'll go in that human. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. And then, but it's kind of interesting how they're going with that. Mm. I gave Stephanie too much credit, I think. That I was like, oh yeah, we can talk about aliens without using a gender binary. And then she's like, you know what? Actually, though, no. <laughs> no, we I won't mean, do that. Like, it could uh, possibly so still be, like, n- like the ho- like the souls are non-gendered. But, like, since she's put in a female body, maybe that's what they were meant by. But, like, it could also, who knows at this point. Because, I mean, we, right. we see in chapter 8 that they're like... We're still going with Stephanie's Mormonism. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I agree. By the end of this chapter, Melanie has, like, snapped. She's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me kill the Seeker. Like, I don't care. Just let me do it. (laughs) And I did love that Wanda was like, "Mm, no. (laughs) No, let's not do that, actually. But there is a lot of things that the Seeker had mentioned about I don't know, mentioning the success rates and mentioning changing different hosts and also that the Seeker was, like, thinking about using Melanie's body, like, becoming Mm -hmm. the host of that to get information. Mm -hmm. So that by the end of this chapter, Wander's like, "Mm, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. I don't know if I need to, like, kill Melanie off or anything. Which is a choice, I guess. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up chapter eight, though, because this chapter pissed me off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So far, honestly, though, it's been the most entertaining chapter to me, though. (laughs) I agree. But just when I thought, I just had so much hope that, like, Stephanie was not going to be on her bullshit. Here she is. Here, yeah. She's (laughs) back on her bullshit. With her um, very drastic age differences and... Mm-hmm. your your purity it's just been not i was like of yeah. course that is a great reminder for our listeners to go ahead and pull out your stephanie meyer bingo card because <laughs> we got them all we got a blackout here we got mm. deserts we got descriptions yes. of deserts descriptions of highways this kind of like love affair that is destined to happen but shouldn't be happening <laughs> And then also these discussions of period, like everything you associate with Stephanie Meyer happens in this chapter, yeah. in chapter yes. eight. Essentially. It's like the greatest <sighs> hits tour. <laughs> Just like Exactly. So Wander decides like, you know what? I'm not going to fly to Chicago. I'm not going to fly to Tucson or any of these places because Melanie has issues with mm-hmm. planes, which is fair. So the only option is for me to get in a rental car and just drive from San Diego to Tucson, which the Seeker is pissed about. Makes yeah, no, no sense. She's pissed. <laughs> Why you would take your host's complaints into consideration, I guess. And so we're just having a good old road trip. Just folks. with the fellas. Just traveling. <laughs> On the road with the just boys. Just listening to a lot of Muse in the car, which I love. I love that for wander mm-hmm. um that these eight hours are gonna go by really quickly just with admiring a lot of, Lots of desert, desert space yeah 
<laughs> and gets to a point where apparently Melanie is like no longer fighting, no longer yelling, but is just like caught up in memories, which naturally Wander decides to listen into. And this is um a choice. <laughs> this is a, a choice of a memory, some might say. This is rough. So again, we have another time skip. When we last saw Jared, who keep in mind, kisses without consent. Yeah. That Jared. That's his main character. <laughs> that is point. his main character. Yeah, it is his main characteristic at this point. That's all I that's all I know him for. That's all we yeah. know. It's apparently been a month at this point. So yes. Melanie is back together with her brother, and all three of them are chilling in this desert home situation that they got and listen the only person that i care about in this whole book is jamie (laughs) and so the fact that he has a bed makes me very happy Mm -hmm. yeah he deserves it (laughs) just because i love i love this kid and also to be 10 and be in the apocalypse not fair not fair to this kid (laughs) um and so one of the things that melanie is remembering is like it's been a month, and this is the first time that there is a door between me and my shit brother and my boyfriend. So, obviously, we're going to I want to smash. <laughs> like, okay, but, like, to be fair, I remember, okay, when I was reading this, I think she's talking about, like, how much she likes him. And she's like, I just like him so much. He's just so, like, even if he wasn't the only man on Earth, I'd still find him handsome, blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> but then... After we learn that they've been together for a month. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, I'm like, have they been here? I like, I was like, didn't she meet him yesterday? <laughs> like, right. Like, where are we in this? <laughs> because like, oof, this is some real speed. I agree. I think the fact that it's been, Jared is counting the days. No. Not creepy at all. But also the apocalypse. So like, I get it. You gotta do something. <laughs> it's been 29 days. He's been counting. And now... Melanie and Jamie consider this place to be home. One of the things after Jamie is now asleep is, just like you said, Emma, Melanie is doing this kind of, like, inventory on Jared's personality and looks. And Melanie's like, you know what? This guy is hot as fuck. (laughs) And I don't even care if we're the only two people alive. I think that I would have thought he was hot as fuck beforehand. So take that. (laughs) So take that. And that seems, that's fine. Hey, Stephanie, that's okay. Weird, but like, Like we get it. It isn't until they start to get into this room assignment situation (gasps) that things start to get pretty (laughs) nasty. (laughs) Melanie, who it makes sense when we learn her age and also that it's an apocalypse, is like not subtly trying to tell Jared that she wants to sleep with him. Right. She just wants it. And Jared is dense. (laughs) As a rock, like no thoughts in that brain. But he's also pulling like an Edward Cullen with this, with the whole, just like I don't get it. What do you mean? I'm a man of <laughs> Sorry, honor. What is that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I am a man of virtue. We do. You want to be lewd? <laughs> God, gasp. Stephanie is like on her bullshit. Jared keeps trying to say like because at finally at one point Melanie is like you me bed fuck. And he's like, whoa, 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 <laughs> no, whoa. He's like, you don't owe that to me. You don't mean anything at all. You don't have to feel obligated. And what he really means is that he's a blessed <laughs> bride. 
like we get and like it. you know maybe she was trying to like you know make him sound a little bit better as like a consent king but we know that that's <laughs> you've already burned that <laughs> yeah. bridge with that kiss in the dark um you can't go back and try to sound all noble <laughs> exactly yeah then he starts getting into the whole virtue thing which again we're again we're the water is warming up slowly <laughs> stephanie you're on thin ice here but like so far jared's not great but this is just very like how she writes two romantic leads together it's like oh we can't but we should but we can't and it's just like so much and then this lovely idea of their ages comes into play <laughs> well and stephanie is just like back at it jared's doing the whole thing of like if i would have been given the choice of having all of the people back in this world or you i would say fuck it to five billion people's lives (laughs) just some very you would think high school stuff right yeah very emotional and then we find out that melanie is 17 and Jared is 26. Man. <sighs> Which, like, okay. Come on. Her her viewpoint as a 17-year-old, I get it. Like, her, her emotions, how she's feeling, Same. how she's acting. Like, very typical YA protagonist, six, 17, like, puppy love. We get it. But him? Agree. No. No. I completely agree. Um, and I think Stephanie is trying to use the, like, well, they're the only two people in the world. And even Melanie says, like, anyone who survived this apocalypse can be considered an adult. No. No. Uh, no, But I I respect that that's a very 17-year-old thing to say. Because I would have said that as a 17-year-old. I agree. I would have been like, I'm an adult. Same. And Melanie does the whole thing very Bella- in this moment of like, sorry, you're going to worry about age and conventions and my purity when I just want to dick you <laughs> out? <laughs> no. And here's the thing. Hey, Stephanie, I know it's been a while since we talked. Hey, Stephanie, have you ever looked at a 17-year-old before? <laughs> just curious. Um, because they look like children. They look like babies. And the idea... Jared is my age. He is 26. And the idea of me looking at a 17-year-old and being like, mm, mm, no, no would never happen. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no. I There's have no been way. noticing the similarities, though, to Melanie and Bella, which, like, feels nice and familiar, but also I'm like, you got, you got no one else to write about? <laughs> no one else. That's it. We're stuck here. We got, we got Bella That's and it. Bella 2.0. In an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Right. I will say I was not expecting Jared to mention the birth yes. control. Yes. Yeah. Just because I didn't know that Stephanie knew what birth control was. Um, I just always assumed that that was like a, I don't know, that she would never write those right. words. Um, but that was like oddly practical but, for Jared of being like, we got to make sure yeah, that pregnant. you don't like have a demon baby or something. Wow. Like, why couldn't Edward Cullen think of that, you know? <laughs> really I makes know. you think huh huh i mean edward could have thought about that too but also i mean like the math isn't that hard to do if they were that desperate but at least jared like 
we'll give him some points of making an excuse. Right. Yeah, I agree. It is something that I was not expecting, but by the end of this memory that Wander is in, there's naturally a lot of panic that Melanie is having about separation, just because, like, this is finally what I would imagine is the first time that her and Jamie have been able to relax. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, think already thinking about having to move on is probably really scary. Plus the idea that I'm assuming this happened fairly close to when Melanie was captured. Mm-hmm. And the idea that she was that young makes me really sad. And also that Wander probably looks really young and contextualizes a lot of things, which is yeah. weird. The idea of just coming up and into, like, a college course and seeing a 17-year-old teaching you. Like, hello. Hold on. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) This is a baby. What do you mean? But that's great. So it ends on a very sad note because Melanie's like, rip, man. High school goes by so fast. You never know how much time you have left. And so they're both, you know, just crying on their road trip. They're very emotional together. They just keep talking about how Wander just keeps crying. And I'm like, oof, <laughs> this is a bad time for you too. <laughs> is Wander a water sign? Just curious. <laughs> it's a lot of emotions that are happening in the space. Next week, rather than moving directly onto chapters 9 and 10, we are taking just a brief pause on the host. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> because Tenet comes out. <sighs> And we have to talk about our boy, Robert Pattinson, being blonde in cars. We gotta support. All that good stuff. (laughs) It's true. We gotta do it. So I'm very excited to talk about that. Should be an interesting space. But before we get to what I've been excited for this whole time of your fan fiction, we have a couple of amazing patrons to thank. Ooh. I'm very excited. Would you like to start cooking absolutely shout out althea johnson uh thank you to mallory hardwick thank you katie black thank you to kylie minty thank you elizabeth james thank you to jess love thank you alex dornan Thank you to Carrie Goldberg. Woohoo! Shout out Mickey Meyer. Mickey Meyer. Bow, bow, bow. Ow! Um, thank you to Zoe Steele. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. Thank you, Rebecca Cullen. Woohoo! Thank you to Amy Taylor. Bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow, bow. Shout out Mulch Gray. Mulch Gray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you to our unofficial intern who every single day makes me more concerned for their well-being. Um, <laughs> Taylor Brown uh, Downwander. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Shout out Danae Swan. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, thank you to our new patron, Aaron Weber. Boy, Welcome. Boy, boy, boy. And thank you to our other new patron, Gwen Stanley. Pew, pew, pew. I think it's Gwen. It might be Jen. So, I can't read. So well, just know, let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> just let us know. Um, thank you to my mom for all intents and purposes, Kelly Beck. <laughs> Shout out Aaron Salinger. Pew, pew, pew. Um, thank you to Sophia Salinger. Boy, boy, boy. Thank you to Donna Cavanaugh. Woohoo. Shout out Jessica Hale. 
Woohoo! Um, and thank you to India Peach. Boop, boop, um, I will just remind all of you patrons to update your goddamn address because you might be having a card sent to you Ooh. soon. So Wink. make sure that shit is up to date. Okay. I've been so excited to talk to you about these new moon poems. Can you tell us what fan fiction you brought to the space okay. this week? So when you told me to bring a fan fiction to the space, I was like, oh my God, first of all, how do I find something that no one else has brought? And also, I really didn't want to bring something that like someone poured their heart and soul into and then just roast it because I think it's funny. So I mm. thought, <laughs> That's what better. better thing? So I don't have any of the little fan fictions I did write when I was like 11 about vampires, but I do have my fifth grade book report on poems that I wrote about New Moon. Fabulous. <sighs> yes. It came out before the movie. So um, we have a lot of like knockoff pictures that um, I had attached in the email of I, I attached scans of my of my book. There's a whole bunch of like bootleg new moon posters that people had made at the time because the official posters weren't released yet. <laughs> Although I got very much shamed by my classmates, I got the highest mark out of the class for this book report with a 98% and my teacher also kept it as an example to hell use yeah. for future years. So, <laughs> hell um, yeah. <laughs> it's been very, very cringy. Sometimes they come out at birthday parties when my friends want to laugh. But other than that, they've been hidden from the depths of the internet. Oh, good. I'm so excited to unearth these. What do you got for us? Okay, so first of all, um... We've got a haiku <laughs> called Italy. <laughs> oh, hell yes. And it's um, running for Edward to stop him from exposure, for he's a vampire. <laughs> you said this was fifth grade, right? Yes, this was fifth grade. Fabulous. Fuck yeah. I love that so much. The next one we have is called The Water. And it goes, water, cold, quick. Drowning, remembering. The death in water was peaceful, <laughs> sinful. <laughs> Ooh. Um, snaps, 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 snaps. Like, <laughs> so many snaps. <laughs> so snaps, bad. snaps, snaps. Um, we, we now have some couplets. Um, this one features Charlie. It's called Coming Home. Finally. Right, yeah. <laughs> Coming home from their trip, Bella's dad almost did a flip. <laughs> like, there's... Oh my god. These are really powerful. Yes. And I love them so much. <laughs> I just imagine like little fifth grade you in a beret with a spotlight <laughs> and just talking about New Moon's poems. I've got two more that I'll say. So because there's like a, there's like 10 of them or something. Great. But um, there's one called The Talk. Edward said, let's go for a walk. But I didn't think we were going to have The Talk. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> I think this one was the last one in my book because I thought it was the best one. It was very deep. It's called The Voice. The Voice. Velvet and smooth. Warns and yells. Lovely Edward. And that's what I got for you. Wow. Ooh. So deep. Damn. So very, very deep. Yes. But, um, yeah, so I thought those would be funny to bring. I love them. that. That is... It takes a lot of vulnerability <laughs> to share those with the space. So thank you for doing that. Um, because as a fifth grade work, 
That's some good shit. Hey, right there. Yeah. I, I thought they were, they, they were really, you know, I remember as a fifth grader thinking that this was like my, my Mona Lisa. This was my Twilight. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that. I will think about those for forever. Um, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the show this Thanks. week. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you for having Hi. me. I had so much fun, and I'm really big fan of your work, so I'm really excited to... Emma, where can folks go online to be able to support your work and help get you through your senioritis? <laughs> Excellent question. So um, on most platforms, I go by Eileyboo, which is spelled E-I-L-L-Y-B-O-O. Um, that's my Twitter and my TikTok. My... Instagram, which is where I do most of my cosplay work, is called Space Buns Out. <laughs> and there you can f- you yeah. can find all my really fun cosplay antics and me just being me. So, yeah. Hell yeah. I love that so much. And as we say here in the Pacific Northwest, get bit and get whipped. Woo! <laughs> Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.